Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz with your host, Gail Dixon. Tune in every Saturday, 9 a.m. for great shows about obtaining and maintaining health, business, and finance. Learn from the experts here at PIHradio.net. And now, broadcasting from the Partners in Health and Biz studio, here's Gail. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to my show. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz on the PIH Radio Network, www.pihradio.net. And uh, today we have a very important show planned for you, which will be presented, Taming Bodily Inflammation with Food. This is part one, I believe, of a part three or four part series. We'll see how long it takes for us to get through. But this is Saturday, July the 18th, 2020. And this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And if you are listening to the sound of my voice, that means you're alive and well. And thank God for that. So we know there's so many things going on in this world today. We are in the middle of a pandemic, but we still are going to press forward and trusting in the Lord, trusting in God that he's going to bring us through and that he knows best and has everything under control. So let's get into the show. Let me give out the call-in number this morning to Partners in Health and Biz. It is 347-945-7433. 347-945-7433. Press 1 if you have a question or comment. You don't have to do anything if you just want to continue to listen to the show. Make sure you have pen and paper ready so you can take notes. That's right, and you may want to text your friends and let them know that we are broadcasting live. Uh, that's the only way you can answer, you can ask questions is during the live broadcast, even though the show is podcast, is a, will be a podcast, which means it's recorded and you'll be able to go back and listen to it at your leisure. But if you like questions, if you have questions, then you'll have to call in, of course, during this time from 9 a.m. to 9.30 so there is, let's jump right into this, taming the fire of chronic inflammation. Wow. And you know, there is nothing like the sickening feeling you get when you, when your toe smashes into the corner of the coffee table. We've all been there and experienced that pain and the redness, heat, and swelling that goes along with it. No matter what caused it, if it's red, hot, painful, and swollen, guess what? It's inflamed. Inflammation is a protective immune response to a harmful or dangerous stimulus. It is normal, natural, and an essential part of the healing process. The word inflammation is derived from the Latin root word inflammare, which means to ignite or set ablaze. And that's what you feel like when you stub your toe on something. Paleolithic humans figured out how to control and harness the power of fire, and we have depended on it for cooking and warmth ever since. On the flip side, of course, uncontrolled fire is one of the most destructive forces on the planet. 
true. And you think about those wildfires that happen mainly in California. But fire truly is a blessing and a curse, and so is inflammation, just like the fire from which it derives its name. Inflammation is an absolutely essential biological reaction that we cannot survive without, but when that essential process gets out of control, it can become a destructive force, one that is at the root of virtually all painful and chronic diseases. Taming the fire of chronic inflammation is entire, how, entirely, did you believe this? It's entirely within your control. That's right. The switches on the inflammation control panel can be controlled by your own dietary and lifestyle choices, people. I want to repeat that because many of you feel like, oh, I have this, I have that, I'm old, blah, blah, blah. You complain. But taming the fire of chronic inflammation is entirely within your control. The switches on the inflammation control panel can be controlled by your own dietary and lifestyle choices. Because why? Poor choices act like wind on a forest fire, and they cause inflammation to flare up, which increases the risk of illness and pain. Good food choices, on the other hand, are like the rain. And then the beautiful rainforest, they cool down the inflammation and decrease the risk of chronic disease. So there is a plan that you can follow. Um, you can follow this plan. It's a 21-day plan recommended uh, by nutritionist Dr. Joshua Levitt. And he has created a 21-day program that's going to give you the tools that you need to be the captain of the fire department that will get the flames of inflammation under control. So you'll learn everything that you need to know to help you make the right choices, and you'll absolutely love the results. You'll be able to actually lose weight if you need to, and see improvements in your energy level, your mood, your skin, your digestion. And as an added bonus, there will also be a host of improvements improvements that you can easily that you cannot easily see on the outside, but you'll see on your next blood test. So we are going to share a little bit of this information from Dr. Joshua Levitt's book, The Twenty One Day. Revival, a whole food and nutrition program for a healthy body. So let's talk about a little bit more about inflammation so you can understand what we're dealing with. And we're going to call this Inflammation 101. So in in order to understand how the food and lifestyle choices you make can affect the inflammatory process, it really helps to have a basic scientific understanding of how the process works. Inflammation is a function of the immune system. And what follows here is a simple, non-technical overview of how the system works so you can learn to control it on your own. Now, because of the pandemic, many of you have been splurging on foods that are not good, um, not good for you, not healthy. Um, (laughs) The grocery stores are... They have a lack of, um, would you believe, sweets, desserts? Yes, they're flying off the shelves. 
ice cream and cakes and cookies. You know, you're at home uh, on this uh, pandemic quarantine, and you all are just eating all types of foods that are not good. Junk foods, that's right, junk foods. Well, anyway, that's why inflammation starts. It's uh, It starts with what you're putting in your body. You are what you eat. So in order to understand how the food and lifestyle choices you can make can affect the inflammatory process. In the first year of medical schools, school doctors learn a few rhyming Latin words <laughs> that describe all the elements of the inflammatory process. And those words are dolor, D-O-L-O-R, calor, C-A-L-O-R, rubor, R-U-B-O-R, tumor, T-U-M-O-R, fructiolacia. So let me translate that. What is dolor? Well, dolor, D-O-L-O-R, this means pain. Inflammation hurts. The pain is caused by the release of a family of chemical compounds which stimulate the nerve endings at the site. So when you have a pain in your knee, that's the dolor. Calor, C-A-L-O-R. This means heat. The inflamed area gets hot as a result of increased blood flow and additional chemical mediators that raise temperature. So if you go to the, to the doctor and you're complaining about your knee, you hurt your knee or your knee hurts, and you have, say you have arthritis, that area is going to be inflamed and it may be hot to the touch even. Rubor, R-U-B-O-R, this means redness. Now we're red hot and painful, like heat. Redness is caused by increases in local blood flow. Tumor, this means swelling or abnormal growth or tumor. An area that is inflamed gets engorged with blood, fluid, cells, and all of the chemical messengers of the healing process. All that stuff accumulates at the site, and the area puffs up swollen. So if you have that arthritis in your knee and your joints, it's going to be puffed up. It could, it'll be swollen, painful, red, hot to the touch. You could have all these different symptoms. So all that stuff accumulates at the site and the area puffs up swollen. It's important to note here that inflammation and swelling are not the same. Inflammation and swelling are not the same. Swelling without the heat, pain, and redness is not inflammation. A great example of this is edema. We've all seen puffy lower legs and feet, like when socks, or stockings leave deep lines on the feet or lower legs. This edema swelling, this is edema swelling, but not inflammation. So if it's not painful, if it's not if it's not hot to the touch, if it's not red, and if it's not swollen, you have to have all of those in order for it to be defined as inflamed. Now, fructiolacia, F. U-N, or functiolacia, F-U-N-C-T-I-O, first word, second word, L-A-E-S-A, 
laissez, functio laissez. This refers to loss of function. Unfortunately, it doesn't rhyme like the rest of the descriptors, but loss of function is a part of the inflammatory process, and it's one that can cause great distress in any body region. So if you have the pain, the heat of the inflammation, the redness, the swelling, and then because of all this, you can't move your knee. Your knee, that joint basically feels like it's fused and it won't move because if it move, if you move it, it's going to be too painful. So there you have inflammation of that knee or the arthritis that many people have complained or complain about. So, excuse me, let's take a, a closer look at the inflammation inflammatory process. Now, going back to our example about the stub toe at the beginning, let's take a closer look at what is actually occurring in the toe just after it smashes into the table, all the way up to the point when you see and feel the redness, heat, pain, and swelling. The toe hitting the table causes tissue damage. As the soft tissue within the toe gets crushed, blood vessels and soft tissue cells break open and release their contents into the local area. The appearance of this material that is normally kept inside the cell or within blood blood vessels causes an alarm that signals to the local immune system that there is damage that needs to be repaired. So the local immune system then uses an array of killer signals to call in for an additional for additional support from the system, the whole body immune system. And what happens? At this point, we start to see the migration of white blood cells and a whole cocktail of chemical messengers that are part of the inflammatory reaction. All right. Now, for those of you who really want to impress your friends, the ingredients in that inflammatory chemical cocktail include families of compounds called cytokines, prostaglandins, interleukins, thromboxins, and leukotrienes, as well as some individual compounds with names that sound like college fraternities, like TNF-alpha, NF-kappa-B. <laughs> All of these compounds are individual players in the chain reaction of events that result in a full blown immune system reaction in the damaged area. And guess what? All this happened because you stubbed your toe, right? Redness, heat, pain, swelling, and loss of function are the end results. You won't be able to walk after you stub that toe. You'll be limping, right? Okay. So if you are just tuning in, you are listening to Partners in Health and Biz on the PIH Radio Network www.pihradio.net. I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride, and the topic we are discussing, taming bodily inflammation with food. So we're just beginning. We haven't even gotten to the the part uh, about what foods we should eat, but we're getting ready to, so stay tuned. And the call-in number is 347-945-7433, 347 
9457433. You can call into the studio with your questions and comments. Okay, so let's get into what you eat. Yes, remember I said earlier, you are what you eat. And we have all experienced an inflammatory reaction, I believe. You hit your finger up against something, you bite your tongue. Okay, but anyway, if you want a quick example, just scratch the inside of your arm with a fingernail and wait a few seconds. As you observe the red, puffy line that appears, it's easy to understand that the intensity of the response, how aggressive it is, and how long it lasts is directly related to the severity of the stimulus that triggered it. In other words, (laughs) a minor injury will cause a weak reaction and a severe injury will cause a major reaction. So keep that in mind. It is important to understand that there is another factor that is entirely unrelated to the trigger, the trigger that can exert a major influence on the severity and the duration of the inflammatory reaction. That factor has to do with the very composition of our cells themselves. So you probably heard that our bodies are composed of about 60% water, right? Yes. Well, if our bodies are composed of about of around 60% water, that leaves about 40% of other stuff, which is mostly flesh and bone. All that other stuff is made entirely out of what you eat. So when your cells are built with quality building materials, they simply work better. When cells work better, they can deal with an inflammatory stimulus more effectively. Okay, so there are two, I'm going to tell you a little story, and this is how it works. There are two adult twin brothers who are both back home and sleeping at their parents' house for a family reunion. Yeah, well, it's for a family reunion. They're back home. One of them is a junk food addict. Smokes cigarettes, drinks excessively, sleeps terribly, and generally doesn't take good care of himself. Mom and dad disapprove, of course. Well, the other eats healthy, whole food, and is on a plant-based diet. He gets regular physical activity, plenty of sleep, and takes really good care of his health. The golden child, right? They both wake up in the middle of the night to pee heading toward the bathroom, and smash. Both of them slam their big toe into the bedpost. They each let out a yelp and clutch the toe in pain, and the inflammatory process begins. Both toes hurt, toes swell up, but there is a difference that becomes clear in the next few days. Uh Uh-huh. What is it? Well, one toe heals quickly, The swelling goes down, and the pain resolves within three days. The other remains painful and swollen for weeks. I don't think I need to tell you who's still limping. (laughs) So anyway, I hope that story helps you understand that your dietary and lifestyle choices put you in direct control of your own inflammation or inflammatory response. And I've had that happen to me. I've bumped my toe, stubbed my toe. And in fact, 
a testimony, thank God, to my health, your talk show host, Gail Dixon McBride. Just recently, I was uh, going, coming back to work after my lunch break, going back into my uh, into the building, and um, I had pushed the door open, started pushing the door open with my hand. It was uh, the double doors. One side you're supposed to go in and the other side only for coming out. Well, there was a handicapped, um, the panel that you press, if you have uh, someone who's in a wheelchair and both of the doors will swing out and open. Well, I'm going in, had my hand on the door, going into the building, pushing forward, and a young man comes behind me, presses the handicap button, both doors swing open, the other door swings open, and hits me in the toe. Fortunately, I I did have on sandals, and it was very painful. I wasn't able to walk for a while, and he was saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, can I help you? Well, no, you know, thank God. I was just hoping it wasn't broken, but because I'm in good health, thank God. It hurt for about, i say about 10 minutes, and uh, the pain, I leaped or leapt, uh, caught the elevator because it was too painful to walk. And I caught the elevator to the second floor and walked into my office, and sat there for about 10 minutes just praying that the pain would go away and my toe wasn't broken. And Well, it was not broken, thank God. The pain went away, and I was able to walk at the end of the day without a limp. So that's probably a testament to me being in good health and eating healthy. So to understand the definition of a good choice, We will now take a deeper dive into the nutritional building blocks of your immune system and the entire body that it defends. So poor choices, food choices, equal more inflammation, and good choices equal less inflammation. Um, So every one of the 37 cells in your body is encased by an outer cell membrane which contains the contents of the cell and acts like a gatekeeper for the substances to flow into or out of the cell. Inflammation is a process that relies on cell-to-cell communication, which is why the health and composition of the cell membrane is of critical, critical importance to the process. Okay, so let's talk about some of our food choices. Let's talk about the fat and oil. So nutrition science divides fats and oils into three main categories, saturated fats, monounsaturated fats, poly and polyunsaturated fats. So what are saturated fats? You need to read the labels on your food so you'll know what you're putting into your body, what could be causing your body to be inflamed. Well, saturated fats, these are fats that are generally solid at room temperature. Butter, lard, animal fat, coconut oil, all contain significant concentrations of saturated fats. Higher concentrations of saturated fat within a cell membrane 
will make the membrane more stiff or rigid, which is not necessarily a good thing. Think of the arteries, the clogging of your arteries when you go to the doctor and you've been eating too many saturated fats. Your arteries are clogged. Well, saturated fats from clean animal sources are allowed during phase one if you are going to participate in um, a healthy program for changing your diet. Now, next, monounsaturated fats, or MFAs, MUFAs. These are healthy fats which are very similar to saturated fats except for a chemical double bond between carbons within the long molecular chain. These fats are generally liquid at body temperature and will become solid when chilled. Food sources include avocados, nuts, seed, and olive oil. MUFAs, or monounsaturated fats, can be included liberally throughout all phases of your program, your healthy program. Okay, now next, the polyunsaturated fats. Polyunsaturated. These are the oils that have the greatest anti-inflammatory nutritional benefits. In their pure and fresh form, they are the healthiest of the oils, but they are also very vulnerable to oxidation, rancidity, and chemical conversion into unhealthy pro-inflammatory fats. There are two famous families of polyunsaturated fats that play an important role in the inflammatory process. And they are known as essential fatty acids because they cannot make, they must be consumed in the diet. The essential fatty acids are omega-3 fatty acids. These are the healthiest oils of all. The best food source is cold water fish. Plant sources like hemp seed, flax, chia, and walnuts are great but need to be activated before they have the anti-inflammatory effects. Having cell membranes made of omega-3 oils will make will make you less prone to inflammation. So make sure you're eating your cold water fish, taking your omega-3 supplements. Dietary sources of omega-3 fats are highly encouraged throughout all phases of eating healthy. Having cell membranes made of omega-3 oils will make you less prone to inflammation again. And then there's the omega-6 fatty acids. When omega-6 oils percentage of your cell membranes, you will be more prone to inflammation. When omega-6 oils occupy a large percentage, these less healthy fats are found in large amounts in corn oil, vegetable oil, and soybean oil. So you must avoid those oils, corn oil, vegetable oil, and soybean oil. These omega-6 oils can also be chemically hydrogenated, which turns them into trans fats. Trans fats are used extensively in processed, packaged foods, but they are devastating to cell membrane health and major promoters of inflammation. So if you're going to be on a healthy program during the program that I'm recommending you will avoid any foods that contain hydrogenated or partially 
hydrogenated fats. So what does that mean, people, my listeners? You must start reading the labels. When it comes to inflammation, the quality of the fats that make up the cell membrane around the outside of the cell are extremely important. But the materials on the inside matter too. Internal cellular components are made of amino acids, proteins, vitamins, and minerals, and again, the quality of the building material is essential. So we are just about out of time, uh, but I certainly hope you have understood and obtained some valuable information from the information that I have been sharing. Uh, The foods that we eat, you can tame bodily inflammation by what you eat and what you're not going to eat. So next Saturday, we will continue part two of taming bodily inflammation with food. We're going to talk about protein, plant-based proteins. Um, We're going to talk about the nuts and seeds in more detail, the animal protein, meat, poultry, dairy, protein powders, and carbohydrates. Um, All that next Saturday on Partners in Health and Biz. So, Get out, get some fresh air and exercise, and stay healthy. We want you to follow us on PIHradio.net if you've enjoyed the show. If you want to be a guest on my show, then email me, goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com, goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com. Visit the website, the health and wellness website, which is partnersinhealth.biz, www.partnersinhealth, I'm sorry, the website partnersinhealth.biz. Until next Saturday, stay healthy and business savvy. I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. Have a fantastic day. Love you all. Love you all.